Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 108 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. And this one is all about my Pokemaniacs out there playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, before we get into all of Pokemon's newest adventures, let me welcome my co-hostess with the mostest. What's up, Caroline? What's up? How you doing, girl? You doing good? It's been a really, really busy week. We really? got off we got off Shack last week and I got notification that my aunt had passed away and even though I'm not close with her, you know, it's just been family drama. Still all stuff. Week, which is extremely exhausting. Still stuff so, you have to go and do and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we welcome a guest over here from IGN, Michael first attempt Kazara? Uh, uh no. Nope. Yeah. At least he's honest. <laughs> we tried Close, close. Uh, it's it's Polish, but it, I use like the English version. Kazwara. Kazwara. Yeah. Got it. Michael Kazwara, IGN freelancer. All right. So I invited you to come by the Nintendo Shack because you wrote the guide for Pokemon Sword and Shield. And this is in like in addition to a lot of other walkthroughs you've been doing freelancing for them for, for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. yeah, a lot. You've got work that you've produced, featured, reviewed over on Kotaku, on Game Explain, on Nintendo Life, on IGN. You're everywhere. You, you got a lovely gif of Greg and kind of funny over there trying to say your name over and over <laughs> yeah. again. So I've made yeah. the reel, apparently. I tried. Nice. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> it took me forever to learn that Mike Shise- Mike Shise- I can't even say his Good name. Good job. The Duke basketball <laughs> the coach. The Duke coach. There you yeah. go. Okay. I it was Krzyzewski. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, but before we get into our show proper, let's just introduce yourself to our listeners, who you are, what you do, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Sure. Yeah. So you kind of talked about where you'll find me online, uh, mostly. Uh, beyond just kind of like the games media stuff, I have a YouTube that I do. I stream every week. Um, I, I I do like custom Banjo-Kazooie levels kind of cool oh my gosh uh, you and jacob rush oh no don't say that immediately <laughs> uh yeah i'm also on on twitter uh, at super zambazi um i play games i don't what, what was the question again just that's it just just me. introduce yourself yeah, and yeah just let us know thank yeah. you for dropping by the nintendo shack hope you enjoy it yeah, of course Okay, um, so we're going to begin our show like we do each and every week by thanking our patrons. And we've been doing it most recently in a very odd way where we do our patron Mad Lib. So I'm going to let you participate. This Mad Lib comes from Pokemon Mad Libs. Ash's Pikachu. So, panel, uh, I need an adjective. Uh, beautiful. Nice. I need another one. Caroline? Um, blue. Michael, I need a noun. Uh, fork. It's hard on this. Part. I love that I don't have to do it because I know how hard it would be to just get hit with something. You're like, oh, Caroline, I need a color. Well, I just gave you a color, so switch out my blue for um, matte. M A T T E, like matte. Got it. Michael, give me a number. Seventy-two. He gets all the easy ones. Caroline, I need a part of the body. <laughs> Family-friendly show. Brain. Brain. You asked the most squeamish person. For like, a part I need an adjective? Bodacious. Bodacious. <laughs> Bodacious. 
Channeling your Bill and Ted. I need a silly word. Well, he just did it. Um, <laughs> snarf blat to my Little Mermaid fl- friends. Um, give me a patron name, Caroline. <laughs> Devin Tyus. Oh, that, what a fitting one to use on this episode. Oh, my God. I need a plural noun, like. A Jedi. I don't know. <laughs> Is Jedi plural? Jedi's? 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 I, I imagine oh, it would girl. have to be Jedi. Like or the Jedi or he's a Jedi. Or maybe it's Jedi. <laughs> I love that we make fun of that. That's fantastic. Well, it's like alumni, right? Yeah. Alumni yeah, yeah, yeah. is a plural and then an alumna is... It doesn't really apply. <laughs> Caroline, give me a verb. Uh, cutting. Or cutted. Ooh. Cut. Just say cut. Oh my. I will say whichever one reads best. Yeah. I need another plural noun. <laughs> oh, uh, controllers. Yeah. There you go. I look, I look around at everything on my stuff, too. <laughs> I need an adjective. We're almost done. Soft. I need a verb. Walked. <laughs> I don't know. I love, like, you're not alone. Every time we do this, the, the guest answers in such such hesitation. RJS you know. was the bomb. He knew exactly. He was very good. Um, all right. And give me one more patron. Another patron. Uh, Edwin Callow. Callow. Ashes Pikachu. I'm sure you've heard of Pikachu. Ash's beautiful Pokemon. Like most Pikachu, it has a plump matte body with with a red fork on each cheek. <laughs> it has blue Bye. tips on its ears and 72 stripes on its brain. Ash's wow. Pikachu may have evolved from the bodacious Pichu and could evolve <laughs> into a Raichu, which is quite like a Snarfblat. <laughs> but Ash's Pikachu likes it likes itself just as it is. Professor Devin Tyus gave Pikachu to Ash when he was 10. Nice. And they've been the best Jedi ever since. <laughs> even though even though Pikachu is very cute, it can also cut really well. Using the power of electricity, Pikachu can do all sorts of controllers to defeat other Pokémon in battle. Some of its soft moves include Thundershock, Iron Tail, and Walked. So, Rock Rough, Rock Rough, Bound Sweet, or Callow, you better watch out. Pikachu is here. Pika. Pika. All right. That's it. There you go, patrons. Thank you for supporting us and all the support that you show us over at patreon.com slash PSVG. You guys are the reason that PSVG House Party is happening at E3 this upcoming year, and uh, we couldn't be more excited. But let's get into the show proper. Uh, Michael, what we typically do to start the show is talk about what we've been playing. Obviously, you were here for a reason. We invited you here for a reason. We've all been playing Pokemon and Pokemon Sword and Shield. And uh, we've got some some questions, we've got some things, we've got some talking points. But before we get into all that, I just want to know um, who's in your party, what's your time played, and just what's your general impression so far? How far did you play? How are you enjoying it so far? So, Miss Caroline, please begin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I said, it's been a whirlwind of a week. On top of that, uh, there's been a lot of anniversary stuff going on in WoW right now, so I'm really sorry, guys. I haven't even made it to the third gym. But as I was telling Mike, um, 
I like to 100% areas as I'm going through. So I will catch every Pokemon on the certain route and then move forward. So today on stream, I was doing stream for two hours, but I was looking for several Pokemon that had a 5% spawn rate, you know. Uh, I did a few raids with Benji. Uh, but as of right now, my, my impressions of the game are that it's wonderful, aside from some internet lag that is just... I find can be remedied when, by turning off internet while you're in the wild area, obviously. Um, I have not gone into the camping mechanic very much. It's adorable uh, that you get to play with your Pokemon and, and make them fetch and play with a little feather. It's like a cat. Uh, but I haven't actually gone into all of the stat, you know, boosting things. You can barely gain a lot of experience by doing camping. Um, you can also do um, curry, you know, the curry cooking thing. I haven't done any of the curry stuff. Uh, I will eventually, you know, want to 100% the curry thing. I'm going to want to get every single recipe and all that stuff. But right now I just am focusing on getting all the Pokemon and beating the game. And then we're going to do all that stuff post game, shiny hunting, all that stuff. So I, unfortunately, I've probably only played it maybe 10 hours tops, which is not like me. I beat Let's Go within a matter of three days. Yeah. So this is uh this is not like me. It's just been kind of a weird off week. Now next week I'm off completely for the whole week during Thanksgiving. So I highly expect that I'm gonna have beaten it by then. Did you see that Drew in our Discord beat this game like the day it came out? I mean, I saw somebody had a full Pokedex within 24 hours. I love, I love Mike. It was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he posted in our Discord uh, 2 a.m. He said I slept for five hours and beat the game. Yeah, it's like, how do you, do you sleep? Do total, you sleep? Total playtime was roughly like 22 hours. So it was pretty, I guess it's pretty straight through. I mean, if you go straight through the story, yeah. He said he was going to replay it. Um, okay, who, who's in your party, Caroline? Uh, well, currently, uh, I don't want to say my current party because it's very, it's going to change immediately. But I've decided on my final six being a Galarian Rapidash for the Fairy and Psychic, Scorch for Fire and Bug, uh, toxicity for electric and poison. I'm keeping Thievel because I love Thievel and it's a dark type. Uh, Dreadnaw for water and rock. Who is my last one? I can't remember. Did you say your starter? I abandoned my starter. I took Score Bunny and Lou. Did the same thing. Um, that oh. gummit. I can't remember who my sixth one is. Uh, it'll it'll come to me. Uh, oh. Corviknight, flying and steel. Awesome. So, yep. The only single type one I have is Thievel, just because Nicket and Thievel is pretty amazing. I do like Nicket. Okay, my starters are Butterfree, Corviknight, Pikachu, Growlithe, Gengar, and Gyarados. And I would have evolved my Pikachu and Growlithe today, but I have not had a chance to play with them. All right. Very so, Gen One of you. Yeah, it's very Gen yeah. One of me. So, Mike, uh, for because you don't know, I always play this way. I go and find my favorite Pokemon before I even really start the game, and then I just play with those. I'm not the catch them all type. I am go find my party type. Uh, my favorite Pokemon's Cubone, but he's not in the game, so I'm, I'm replacing them. But I also replaced my starter. I actually was doing the surprise trades. I got three starters. Somebody in the surprise trade sent me a Score Bunny and a Sobble, and I traded them off too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those 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 uh, those starters have high value on the trade market. So I was like, I all right. I should be doing surprise trades. Let me go get... Oh, I've been doing surprise trades like 
just constantly actually like the entire time I'm playing I'm constantly rolling the the little slot machine waiting to see what pops out on the other end I've heard that uh, you can obtain the other two starters later in the game now I know Mike will know this because he wrote the walkthrough (laughs) yeah I don't think so unless it's the very last thing you do oh and I don't think so because wow. are we transitioning to me or not yet, I, not yet? Not yet. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that, that goes into my how long. Yeah. I play. All right. I so I, here's what I wrote down. Um, here are my impressions on the game. My first thing that I wrote down was streamlined. The game is incredibly, incredibly streamlined, more so than any Pokemon game that we've ever played. Um, the amount of Pokemon. I was so excited when I got Rookie so early. And Nick it for that matter, because mm-hmm. I could just get rid of my my starter. I didn't. Ha- I wasn't like clung. I wasn't clinging to it because it was my highest, you know, level Pokemon. I could get rid of it and, and swap up my party so fast. You get into the wild area so fast. You have a lot of com- customization for your party very very early into the game, and I, I can't remember any other Pokemon does that. Being able to access your box whenever you want and not constantly go back to the Pokemon centers. Being able to fast travel so early without having to constantly go back to the Pokemon centers um, to heal. But even then, you don't need to do that. Being able to camp and and cook dishes and heal your Pokemon, you don't have to leave. You could just stay where you are, pop a tent, do that. Um, What else did I write here? The Pokemon Abundancy. Oh, and the raids. The raids and the jobs. Being able to level up pokemon so i i've just poke jobs either (laughs) i'm playing shield i just finished the uh the ghost gym and i'm on my way i believe to the fairy gym is that checkout mike Mm -hmm. there you go and uh so i i i just got my pikachu and i traded for the pikachu and the pikachu was level one most of my pokemon in level 30s right now so i want to play with pikachu but he's all the way at one where's ghost after fire is that I, number four and five? That's me. I don't know the numbers, but I, I'm on yeah, shield, know, and you go Pokemon from fire are, to my ghost. Pokemon are, my Pokemon are level 30. Okay. Good. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I was wrecking shop through the first two gems. I like to be overleveled. So do I. And I, one of the things that I, I really like to, to, to speak to the fun of the raid in the wild area, I mm. played this game for eight, ten hours before I ever even went to a gym. I had no like even interest in even doing so. I was like, I... I w- I became very determined once I saw all of the options to, to get a team that I really wanted right. and to start leveling them up and get them like where I wanted them to be. So extremely, extremely streamlined. It's faster than ever. I guess that's why people are being able to beat it faster than ever. I don't know. One of the questions I have for Mike is how long most people can expect to play this game because I played Sun and Moon, I want to say 45 hours was my complete playthrough, like finish the game, roll credits on it. And I expect that I'll do it faster this go around than that. Yeah, I, I think so. I, you're, I'm actually a really bad person to ask because I did the walkthrough. Right. I played like, okay, play here, now right, and the game runs. So my right. total hours is very inaccurate to how much I was actually playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think because it's so streamlined, you'll have people who, like in the Discord, beat it in one day where you just blast through everything. And then there's people who will just take, just like Caroline, you'll take yeah, every single minute in every single spot. So it's just so hard to pinpoint an exact time. Everyone's going to have a way different time. I, I guess 20 hours at least if you're yeah, going to power through. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I do want to talk about some of the differences. 
Mike, you tell me. Tell me about your experience, and then I'll get into some of my cons or nitpicks. Sure. So I got sword, so I things will vary a little bit, not yeah, too yeah. much. Uh, I have a party of Sable. I got Sir Fetched, mainly because he looked really cool. Yeah, and he does. So fetched, you know I that. need to get one. Uh, I also have a Corvin Knight, which I I knew right from the beginning when they announced that Pokemon. Like, that's that's in my party. Yeah. I did not realize that it would be the like the standard generation bird that you that like every generation mm-hmm. has. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I got what was it called Rookedy? Rookedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did not realize that's what evolves into uh, I Corviknight. See. I just kept them around, and it just happened. <laughs> so yeah. Happy. yeah. Uh, I also have Flapple. The grass and dragon. So, so Flapple is sword exclusive, yes. and the Appleton is shield exclusive. Yes, I yep. was under the impression originally that it was a three tier evolution, but I think that's pretty interesting that Applin evolves into different things based on the exclusive or on the version that you have, and you have to have an item with it, if I'm correct. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's a specific spot in the game where someone will give you an item in one version, it'll be the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if you you want the... I don't know. I got the right one. The dragon one looks cool. The other one oh, looks like so a much turtle, apple pie looking thing. It's I don't, kind of I don't cute, need that. But at the same time, yeah, the flapple one is is, is awesome. Uh, I also have Boltund. Boltund. Yep. Mm-hmm. Electric puppy. And yeah. then dog. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. And <laughs> I also have Scorch. Uh, I called it the spicy flatbread Pokemon. I just love it so much. Dude, it looks like a Chinese dragon, like just on crack. I don't know. It's it, it's pretty awesome. I love the like the whiskers yeah. that it's got. It's and then it has cool. that Gigantamax version, which I know I got to get one. That's the that's actually a a pretty big downside for this game is that the Gigantamax version of Pokemon are separate things that you get. Yeah. Uh, like raid battles, and that just kind of sucks. Like I wanted the the, the good scent mm-hmm. of scorch, but sure. I already started with this one. I stuck with it till yeah. the end. So, uh, yeah. Initial impressions. I think I think it's a great game. I think it's a great Pokemon game. I don't think it's anything revolutionary. It's what I would expect for the next iteration of Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, knowing the changes that happen from generation to generation. Um, you got your improvements and little quality of life upgrades, um, but I don't think it was the crazy revolutionary console Pokemon that a lot of people imagined. Sure. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you like Pokemon, like you are going to have a great time. This is another great Pokemon game. So yeah. I'd one hundred percent back that up, and that's a great segue into some of my nitpicks that we can just go ahead and break down. So I wrote a column here and I wrote, I wish, and I just made a few bullet points here. So I wish the game looked a little better. My initial impression when I first booted up the game was, man, it's kind of edgy. Like it's Those just textures. It's, on yeah. the hat. Mm. And it, I, I think it's a town thing. Um, it's like the, it's like the overworld. It's, it's one of the things I noticed because I, I stopped playing on the dock and I started playing portably. I, feel, I just felt like I was able to deal with it more. When I was playing in handheld, it's softer. It's not doesn't have as high resolution, but like that softness kind of hides a lot of like the edginess that I think I was seeing in all the jagged lines. I think mm-hmm. it's like a people person because when you when you play the 
battles with the Pokemon and it's just kind of you and the Pokemon and the other trainers, they look good. The cutscenes look good. Everything's nice and sharp. It's like the overworld and especially people. When people aren't like right next to you, you can barely even see their face. Like you can't just like just faceless people like standing around and stuff. It's just, like, I'm uh, trying to think. I, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're talking about. It's just, I don't know. It's probably the fact that I'm right up on my 1080p monitor and it, mm-hmm. I don't see that. You're also wearing glasses. I also I said it, it definitely didn't help that the first thing I did when I put the game is I put it in the dock and it blew it up on my 70 inch 4K TV. And uh, I was like, well, this uh. is probably not the best way to do this. Um, but playing in, playing in handheld, and, and by the way, I did I did write this to, to soften my stance a bit. I'm not saying the game looks bad. I think the game looks great. It's got a great style. This is absolutely the best looking Pokemon game they've ever made. I'm going to say that. Yeah. But my imagination, before release, before seeing it, this is brand new. It's the Switch. It's consoles coming back to TVs. I just wished it went just, a, it's like a half step behind. If it was could uh-huh. just be a little yeah. more round, a little more poppy, I think the entire a presentation might might benefit from it a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's weird because you go to, there's a town before the fairy gym called Balloonlia or mm-hmm. something like that. And it's gorgeous. I love that Ooh. place. It looks really, really nice. And then you step into the like wild area, and yeah. you're just kind of like, hmm. Mm, Everything's just kind of a little like different. A, yeah, little, gr- little grass textures and stuff. You're like, what is this? And it, yeah. it makes sense because that's a big open world type segment. Sure. Uh, so that makes sense that it's not as pretty as some of the more stationary locations. But I don't know. It's just it. it you wanted to stay consistent, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah, and like you can see that it's possible. It is very possible to make sure. this game look really good. But yeah, like you said, there are just moments where it, yeah, where it's just it's not there, and it doesn't, it doesn't make it much. a bad game. It's just definitely not would have been mm-hmm. better. I also yeah. wish, speaking of the wild area, that uh, the frame rate was a little better. Like the frame rate, especially after you get the bike. You start biking have, through there. I have noticed frame rate on this game. It's like the first time that I've actually, but like I said, I think a lot of it it's has to do with online. It yeah. is. It is. Cause it's like as, as weird as this analogy is going to be, it's like this shared world experience, the wild area. It's like this destiny tower type thing where you oh, see yeah, other Pokemon like trainers running around and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, makes you wonder like if, if this is like what they have in mind. Some way down the line, where we have like this Imagine shared world, RPG, MMO. That yeah, but then like you and your friends can go off like mm-hmm. like an anthem thing and do a mission together, yeah. do a gym together, and then come back to this yeah. shared experience. That's kind of what's going on. Um, I also wish in the wild area. I don't. I really don't understand why they did this. So maybe having an expert here to explain this to me. I don't like that we can't catch higher level Pokemon in the wild area. I'm sure I like many other trainers probably. T- took down a Pokemon I wasn't supposed to. I got that Onyx my first way through. I had him ready, and I was not happy that I couldn't catch it. I understand not wanting to break the balance of the game and give trainers Pokemon that are higher leveled, but if you can't make them listen to you anyway, what does it matter if you catch them? Like I, it's it's, and I only say it because the wild area itself, right? You have all these random encounters, these Pokemon running around. It's this live world. When I first walked into the wild area and I saw um, that Onyx, and I've since, like, I've tried to do Rhydon, Snorlax, Corviknight, like, there's a bunch of them in there. I got really excited that I was like, ooh, I can go and try and test my party. Like, this is a challenge that I can choose to do or not. And when I did the challenge and I beat the Pokemon, the fact that I couldn't catch it, I was like, it's kind of made me just avoid them at this point. So now I'm like, Mm. why even? 
because the wild area also levels up with you you know so it's just like why why am i even going to try this so much anymore okay uh, hold on because this is news to me i did not know that if it was a strong looking pokemon you're yes. not allowed to catch it uh, well i mean certain some you can but it's based on levels but especially like that early time in you can't right. because they're you know 35 or higher and you've got to have two or three badges before you can catch those types all right so yeah they scale up and stuff. So mm-hmm. where does that top out? That I don't know. And and so like... 70? I, so like I can leave now. I can leave and go back to that original area. And I can go catch the Onyx that I didn't catch the first time. And he's still okay. level 29 or whatever. Okay. Right? But now that I'm level higher, now other higher level Pokemon are, are spawning in the area as well. Right. So like I never saw a level 50 Corviknight. Until I just beat the the fire gym, and all of a sudden I've seen like three of them around, you know. So and it's just I like that mechanic. It it makes it not cakewalk. I don't think that letting you catch that Pokemon makes it a cakewalk. If anything, it adds a level of challenge to the experience that it doesn't currently have. Yeah, eventually you will be on par. Michael said that it yes. is at level sixty is when it caps yeah. out. So um, it's kind of more of a post game thing if. If you had to ask, like it, by level sixty or seventy, you should have a full team that's beaten the the gym or all the gems in the Pokemon Champion, and you should be Pokemon Champion at that point. Yeah, and I think this is one of those situations where there's no good solution because if they let's say they did let you catch the Onyx and other high level Pokemon, I guess it might be just confusing for maybe new players or people who just don't really understand how it works. They're like, hey, I got mm-hmm. this really great Pokemon. I'm taking him with me. I'm going to the next gym. And then wait, uh, actually, I, can't, to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can't use it. Like, what was the point? I just caught this new team of six that I thought yeah. was really great. And sure. well, it's for nothing. Um, so you could let people do that. Maybe give a big warning. Like, you really can't use it, but you can hide it for a little bit. Like, yeah. There's no good solution. Maybe like their names in the box and stuff. Maybe they'd be grayed out until you could listen until you they could obey. Yeah, you maybe or something, something like that. Like that mm-hmm. I just what's the Possible. point if you can't catch him? Like, what's the point? Just just to test your metal, it just to see cool. if you can. Yeah, just it, to see to, the giant onyx. It it really is kind of like an MMO experience because there are certain bosses out in overworlds of MMOs that if you're a certain level, you just don't go and go near because you know it will aggro you and completely mow you down. Yeah. So. I think it, they're trying to give it that MMO experience. Benji and I said immediately when we first, you know, saw the wild area, it's literally Pokemon MMO. That's what they were going for. And I think that it comes across very well, albeit a little bit laggy. Uh, but I kind of enjoy the, oh my God, I don't want to go over there because I know I'm going to get my butt kicked and I don't, you know, I don't even want to attempt to do anything that's going to put me in jeopardy. So I get, I, I mean, I guess there's that going for it. Yeah, like there's that Snorlax across the bridge. I remember when I ran yeah, into I it. Yeah, I ran into him today and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to yeah. die. <laughs> and now I know, well, not anymore because I already beat it. Yeah. But yeah. back then I knew that, hey, there's that Snorlax. I need to come back and get it later. I have this thing yeah. to look forward to that there's this really cool Pokemon sitting right there. Just I need to be a little bit higher and I can come back. Yeah. Just something nice to look forward to. Yeah, okay. for sure. The last thing that I wrote here, and this would probably be my biggest knock on it. Um, the other ones are pretty nitpicky, but this one, I got to tell you, I ain't got a whole lot of love to try and defend it much. 
the story in this game is just kind of whatever. Maybe because, Mike, you've beaten it, maybe it gets a lot better. Maybe there's some twists. But through the ghost gym, man, I really don't care. <laughs> uh, well, uh, no. Okay. It doesn't really get better. Okay. But I have never liked any Pokemon story. I, so I, I really liked the Pokemon Sun and Moon story. Sun and Moon story was I like thought they were really, really good. good for me, too. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> And maybe I don't like it because I it's so clogged up with all this text and all these people just True. talking and talking. Um, I think that's actually something they really improved in this game. Well, maybe not really improved, but it's a little bit better. Like minus hop, the people just talk a little bit less. Yeah, that's uh, true. They're a little more brief. You just kind of spam yes. right through now, it. Yeah. Uh, and, and completely opposite of that, I love that they're throwing in your actual rivals kind of berating you while you're fighting him it's like oh yeah well you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. your your uh your team's pretty good right now but i'm about to pull out my trump card you know like they actually have some sort of back and forth lingo that i i like that i think that's you know more than just here go defeat this person go defeat this person yeah and uh, just to keep speaking about in the story i think uh having and this isn't a spoiler because it happens right at the start but the champion yeah. the champion yeah. is right there front and center right from the start and a lot of pokemon games it's kind of a question who is the champion who's mm-hmm. it going to be uh but in this one you know who that is throughout the entire thing and i think that actually benefited that final battle i just felt like i cared for that character more mm. not that that character got this huge in-depth profile but it just made it just made that battle a little more special sure. um and Okay, well, I can't really get into that. I that would be spoilish. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, just, I think it's it's fine. <laughs> fine is a good fine. word. I wrote down. I I literally wrote down the word vanilla. This is the most okay. vanilla of story I've ever. Well, it is as basic as basic gets. I mean, it, it, who are they catering to? I mean, this is for your right. kids, Donnie. This is for Jack. I mean, and he's loving it. I'm sure. You know, he's berating me about it because for some unknown reason, he thinks it's a race. I don't get it. He just constantly is like, uh, you just got age, there, huh? At that age, that's what we did in third grade. So he's picking that up from somebody. Yeah. To him, it's all a race of who beats the game fastest. Did you get such and such? But his Pokemon yeah. are not strong. Like, they're all like eight levels behind me. And he's like, hey, I just caught uh, Dreadnought. I'm like, yeah, I have three of them. Like, catch up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, so we talked about we talked about the area. We talked about the wild raid or the the max raids. Those are really cool. Me and Jack did play a lot of them co op. Once Jack discovered that he gets candy and experience and is the like the most streamlined way to level up his Pokemon. Now all he wants to do when he plays, like when we're like watching TV, watching Disney Plus, he's like, "Dad, do you want to do raids with me?" And we'll just sit there for like an hour and just constantly oh, just go. That's going to be my post game jive just absolutely because benji's doing it he's already beaten the game and he he messaged me he's like hey you want in on this raid and i'll jump in and you know join him for a raid and the the fact of the just the fact that you can't obviously catch this thing it will run from you it's very much like pokemon go you have a certain amount of chances to get the big boss pokemon that you've defeated and when you just don't catch it it's kind of deflating but at the same time, that's how I'm going to get my amazing Scorch eventually. I think I got that one. You can just have mine. If you want Gigantamax Scorch. I think so. Oh, I'm so jealous. We got <laughs> white when Benji and I tried to do it. 
Um, I do like Dynamaxing. There were a lot of us said about Dynamaxing and whatnot, and yeah. I kind of like it. It's kind of it's kind of awesome. It's like the giant fat Pikachu was great when I Dynamax with Pancham, who's kind of like my Cubone for this game. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so I, I kind of dig it. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a little something different. Um, one of the things that I really like good pro the stadiums in this game, like just the atmosphere of you walking out onto the field, there's this huge crowd around you. It feels very like exactly what it's supposed to be very sports, like very big. And then the fact mm-hmm. that you dynamax and it does become big, like it just adds a level of intensity that I think the Z moves like we're trying to do, but like for some odd reason, even though it's not like in the anime, the Dynamax makes sense. Like having played the game, I'm like, yeah, this fits in this universe. Dynamax isn't in the anime. I don't know if it is. I'm not an anime expert, oh, but I never watched. Okay. I never saw a giant Pokemon when I look at the started. episodes that I've I mean, watched. It, it literally just started like right. last week. So. I kind of yeah. miss Mega Evolutions. That see, that's the thing. Like if. Just let's keep it all one thing. Z moves, yeah. Dynamax, just stick to one. Yeah, I, I would, agree. Yeah, I would appreciate uh, that too. But like, like you said, though, I like I was kind of dreading the fact that they were adding this feature, but actually seeing it in the the stadiums is really cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just at this point, like I actually don't care for the gigantic max versions. If you could just Dynamax all of the normal ones, like that's fine. That's mm-hmm. not a problem. Now we have these extra versions. Yeah. Can we somehow change those to Mega Evolutions the next generation? Yeah. I, I don't know. Something like that. I just like one unified system. I, right. I don't like all these billion different forms. There's, Ironically, I love like Galarian Alolan forms, though. That yes. Oh, really I do cool. too. Absolutely. That's a great alternative to let's design something brand new and just, you know, get a hundred something new Pokemon in this generation. Mm-hmm. I like seeing different forms and it makes complete sense for like adaptivity to affect the different uh, Pokemon on there. I love version exclusives. It's awesome. It's already got me playing like it's the, the, the raids have already got me playing multiplayer, which I've never really played Pokemon multiplayer as many Pokemon mm. games I've ever played. So playing with Jack, you know, I'm sure he wants to play with his friends at daycare and school and stuff like that. And, yeah, and it's 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 really really cool, and the moves are like super powerful, man. It's just like some Dragon Ball Z stuff. The entire world cracks, yeah. and explodes, and stuff. It's it's really neat. Oh, yeah. I did I did uh, the water gym against Nessa, and you know, electricity got on the ground, and I was like, this is a hazard to everybody in the yeah. stadium right now. It's just like <laughs> we probably need to clear out when there's a football football game and there's a lightning delay like 15 miles away. People are <laughs> evacuated out of the stadium. What are y'all doing here? So yeah, no kidding. There's like a water move that. <laughs> like floods, yeah, floods the whole area. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's the next iteration yeah! of Pokemon. We have environmental effects where you see people wash away and like get electrocuted and stuff. <laughs> First responders roll in, like it's a whole thing. Um the last thing I really want to talk about is I want to talk about uh or only we got two more bullet points here. Did you either either I know you did, Mike. Caroline, have you done anything with Pokejobs or the camera? I haven't. You know, an NPC mentioned it to me today, and I was like, I completely forgot that this was a thing. So you access it through the Rotom computer in the PC, right? Yep. And, and okay. they list jobs that you can it. select. And like each job is like either like a type or a certain, you know, like they'll give you this a clue. Is how, this is proof that I'm just generic Pokemon. I have my ways set from red and blue and I know how the general game works and I just haven't delved into doing the camping and just all these new mechanics. It's going to be like pulling teeth trying to get me to experiment but I think by post game I'll definitely start Someone told me that it was a really good way of, of farming experience for the Pokemon that aren't in your party. 
Right, and I do need to, because I'm one of those people that has to have one of everything in my box. Uh, that's a good way for the ones that I know I'm never going to have on my team. So uh, Hetena, you know, evolves into Hatterene. So I need to get at least two of them up to that. So I have one of each evolution. So I'll definitely use it. I go on this like little Pokemon quest type thing and they like they shimmy off and um, you can set like I, I, I just did my first one yesterday. I sent six Pokemon out on a quest for 24 hours because I'm not using them. I don't care how long they take. Sure. So um, I don't know what happens when they come back. Oh, this is literally Pokepelago. Yeah, that's what it's it was. basically that. Yeah. And I was going to say that for me, I don't care for those extra things. I'm like a very basic Pokemon player. Okay. Uh, unless I have to do a guide, then it's a little different. <laughs> then I have to care. Um, thankfully, this maybe not thankfully for this discussion, but thankfully for my portion of the guide, because Pokemon is such a behemoth of a game, there's multiple people working sure. uh, right. on the guide. And I just focus walkthrough. And I only did some Poke jobs to, to help uh, the other writer who was doing that um it's it's so basic it's like i don't it is it's for those things that you talked about get experience sometimes they bring back money or some cool items i got Mm. a firestone one time nice i need a firestone your firestone because i am going to evolve every single color of alcremy so i need a lot of colors (laughs) yeah i know well there's nine different colors and seven different sweets so i did the math that's 63 different versions i'm not doing that I'm just doing the nine, but I picked out my favorite sweets for each color. And uh, yeah, Benji said, you're crazy. I was like, I know. The other thing that I want to talk about was trading. So like I said, the the surprise trade, the wonder trade thing that's in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got, once I saw that that was available, I just started doing it. And to be honest with you, it's kind of like a part of what I'm doing, especially when I'm in the wild area. Like when I'm actually just kind of exploring, I'm constantly doing it because I constantly have Pokemon that I don't want. And I'm just cool. shuffling. I'm just hit the Y button, click through the menus, put somebody out there, see what comes back. Sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Um, I got a level 48 Impidimp like thir- three hours into the game for no reason. Nice. I don't know why somebody just sent it over, but uh, that was really, really cool. I do miss like the the trade system where you could uh, you can't go in or at least i haven't seen it but i'm pretty sure you can't you can't go in and say i have pokemon x and we'll trade it for pokemon y in these certain scenarios that's not available so it's either you know somebody that's going to trade you or you surprise trade there's no in between so if you followed me over on twitter you saw me this past week constantly launching out tweets for trades i've got a score bunny who wants to give me a pikachu uh, and maybe that's why they didn't do it because maybe they knew people would people do something like this or, yeah. yeah um but i got to i gotta tell you people answered the call i got all my pokemon basically like six hours i had all the pokemon <sighs> that i wanted i was like i need a haunter i need a pikachu i need a growlith i need it and people were like i got i had this one guy um for one of my score bunnies he traded me mr mime mr rhyme and a snorlax He's like, he's like, you can have them all. I just need a score bunny so I can complete my set. And I was like, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I gotta, I'll take I them. I got to do that. A lot of, you know, people that I have on Twitter are all playing this game. And especially for version exclusives, I've got the people that I know I need to go to for sword. Uh, but in terms of getting every single one of those evolutions of the stars, especially, that's what I'm going to do. And bless the breeders. Like, I, I haven't done the breeding since Gen 6. But, you know, breeders, I applaud you because they're doing the lord's work with sending out those galarian ponyta and rapidash to people that want them because there's a lot of people that want them <laughs> yeah um mikey anything about the trading yeah yeah so with pokemon games it's always 
it's always they do some really cool stuff and then they do things that's like how is this intuitive yeah. i don't understand um so like the wonder trade and it's called surprise trade here like that's mm -hmm. i've always loved that they brought it back great uh, i love that you can just send out a note like a send it out and continue playing yes mm -hmm. that's great that's such a great feature but then something as simple as like what you said the trade x for y that's gone and yeah so yesterday i actually traded with a friend and it was the first time and we had a we didn't need to take we had to take a moment to figure out how it all works it's not uh, it's, super easy it's no it's not. not it's like you do a link trade and you set up uh like a passcode a four digit Hello? passcode which anybody can take, by the way. So if you're like on Twitter and you're like, yeah. I'm on one, 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 you've, anybody could just pop in right now. They and know that's what, what happened is I yeah. was, I put up a code and I was waiting for my friend. So I was waiting a few minutes and oh, someone connected. Oh, no, wrong person. Okay. We both back out. We both try the same code again. We both end up trying to trade with each other again. Exactly. Wow. Yep. It's weird. And it's weird because like with your friends and the friend list built in, you can jump into other people's raids. Like you get alerted and you can click in, but you can't do that for trades. It's like, yes. I'll see like Jack wants to trade a Pokemon. I can't do anything about that. There's no response for me to, to, to answer that call, right. Right. but I can on the raids. And that is, that is kind of a, a missed opportunity. Yeah. I also do like the little stamps. Like if someone catches a Pokemon, one of your friends, like oh, those are cute. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. That is good. Yep. All right, guys, uh, we've got some questions to answer that are mainly Pokemon related, but you guys have anything else you want to say? Get off your chest about Pokemon no. before we get into the questions? Hopefully I'll have more to talk about next week. <laughs> <laughs> I am really glad that we bought Mike here because um, we've got some really good questions that an expert can answer. Mm. But the first one comes from Rebecca, and she wants to know what has surprised you most while playing Sword and Shield? Yeah, so... You kind of already mentioned, I've got three. You already mentioned the first one, the the, the ability to check your box from anywhere. It's, oh, nice. I did not realize that you could do that before I got the game. So when I discovered it, it just, it was great. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing, I love that wild Pokemon are just, are actually wild out and about. And right. they're all doing their own little thing. And you still have exclusive Pokemon that are in the shadows, mm -hmm. uh, the random encounters. Um, or not random encounters. That's one of the big things that surprised me. There are really no random encounters. The shadows, you you basically choose or accidentally run into them. Right. Um, you could probably go through the game without ever doing a random encounter. Even the caves are free from that. That was yeah. like, ah, I know. so great. Uh, no so, need for repels anymore. Exactly. And the other one, the new Pokemon... I love that they didn't just share every single new Pokemon before release. Playing throughout through the entire game, I was constantly finding new Pokemon, new evolutions of the new Pokemon. It was great. I also didn't get spoiled at all from any of the leaks. Nice. So it was just all fresh and and surprising. Yeah. We so when I was playing, especially early on, I'd come across Pokemon and I was constantly googling through the Pokedex on my phone. I was like, I don't know who this is. I don't know what they evolve into. Like. Oh, like this is the thing. That's how I found out Rookie D. I was like, oh, this is the Corviknight bird. Mm. I'll keep this around. I'll keep <laughs> working on this now. You know, yeah. So that, that is, th those are really, really good. I'd back those up. What about you, Caroline? Uh, the thing that has surprised me most is the music is dope. <laughs> oh my God. So, especially listening with headphones while I'm streaming, it's got that 80s like synth beat 
and and bass like in a lot of the uh tracks where you're um doing battle and stuff like the battle music is awesome i don't feel like maybe you know when i'm looking the intro music for maybe the first 30 seconds while i'm going in and out and trying to find a sizzlipede um that can get annoying i actually turned on my renaissance music while i was getting annoyed with that because it was giving me a headache last week but um yeah just like the tracks where you're fighting marnie and the tracks where you're fighting betty or Bede or however you say his name oh they're so good i was not expecting the music to be as awesome as it was and it does take a lot from england and ireland and scotland there's uh, an area that i found today that had like a nice bagpipe theme going with it uh and i was like well that's cool but then there's also these areas that literally sound like you're down in the the harbor slums you know with the with the harmonica I love the difference in all of the music and stuff. And every song that I've heard so far is, is just awesome. Uh, I don't know if Toby Fox had his hand in all of these tracks. I know he did at least one, but uh, whoever's doing the music for this game, major props. Cool. My, I just, I'll keep it short. Just the raids. I think the raids are super fun. I like doing it. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a daily check-in type activity for me. Like when I sit down to play yeah. the game, I want to play it for more than 15 minutes, go to the wild area, do all the raids, clear all the things, and then go back and do what I'm supposed to go do. So I, I kind of like that a lot. Chalfie writes in and he wants to know, he says, I'm a boss at Pokemon Go and I've enjoyed Let's Go, but Shield is my first real attempt at a Pokemon game since Leaf Green. And he oh lists, my. lists six questions for us to answer. Okay. Do I need to catch them all? So my answer is no. Caroline's answer is yes. I mean, I do, but you don't have to. No. no. In Pokemon Go, yes. In this game, no. No. Uh, he says he likes to battle. Which stats should he focus on when assembling team? I. This is a thing I don't. I don't pay attention to stats at all. I don't. Um. Levels and types. Levels and types. There's an there's an IV checker that you can get after the game. Benji was working on it. You have to be rank four, and it's only post game. So if you're really into getting the Pokemon that are just insane get yourself the iv checker but uh, other than that just focus on the if you see one that's got that glowing effect on it where it it gives you the watts if you defeat it or catch it those are the really good ones yeah and if you think because you haven't played in a while if you think that's like an important thing you have to do absolutely not any pokemon will do that's just if you are really into it yeah is this the easiest pokemon game to get in for newcomers like in your opinion mike probably i would agree probably i think so like the xp share being enabled all the time and right the box link the fast travel like everything makes it very very easy to pick this up yeah yeah um michael you take this one can he transfer from let's go to shield oh shoot uh i was supposed to look that up before i came here uh i believe you are going to be able to i know that if you have a Let's go save file. You get a Gigantamax version of Eevee or Pikachu. Mm-hmm. But transferring, I'm going to say right now, no. That's not correct. until Pokemon Home is here or whatever right. that service it's is. It's coming so. early 2020 is what they said. And even with Pokemon Home, if you try to transfer in a Pokemon that's not in the game in the Galarian region, you can't do that either. So I'm still shocked, Caroline, that my idea of making Pokemon exclusive to certain raids is not something that they're doing. I don't under like this makes so much 
This makes so much sense. As much of a backlash, you figure they would be able to at least update the game. Get some fan favorites? And throw the model into the game in the upload files. I I mean, like, it's it's not that hard. Well, I mean, things can still happen, right? Like, sure. Maybe doing that now. I was just, yeah. I was sure when they were like, all the Pokemon are in the game. I was, I would have bet my house. I'd be like, oh, they're going to have like exclusive like Pokemon months. Like, it's Cubone month. Get out to yes. the wild area and go catch them. And keep, not even a month, just like, you know, keep uh, people a week playing. Ago. Like, like uh-huh. the spirits and stuff. Keep them playing. Spirits. Give them yep. a reason to come back. Yep. Cannot believe they're not doing that. Uh, Chalfie wants to know what's his favorite thing. Uh, what's your favorite thing about him, Caroline? Jaffe, I hope you're watching the video. Uh, what's your favorite thing about Jaffe? Um, your inability to commit to coming on the podcast with us. <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'll save you, Mike, and I'll just say his sweet skateboarding skills. He does these little streams on Twitter and stuff. He hits it. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. All right. And he says, is there a wrong way to play? I'm sure Caroline would say the way I play is the wrong way to play this game. Um, all the time. I don't, that's true yeah, yeah. Yeah, like everybody yeah. else on the internet is there a wrong way to play no Pokemon has so much to offer and you know some generations I really get into the breeding some generations I get into the shiny hunting and um, it's just what you want to do dude there's so many options for the hardcore people for the people that are just casual players Chalfie let me tell you something here you find six to eight Pokemon that you really love you make them really strong, as in Coach Mo would say. You make little puppies into stronger puppies, and you go become the best Pokemon trainer in the world, and that's it. Like Then you're done. You're good to go. No one ever was. Uh, Mike, let you take this one, though. Is there anything you'd recommend that Pokemon players, they have to do? Is there something in your mind that all Pokemon players need to put on their to-do list right now in Pokemon Sword? Uh, like, uh, current players? Like, I, Just whatever anybody. you want. Is there like, like... some special thing, some, something that everybody needs to check out? check out uh i mean i was just gonna say like have a diverse team uh know your types i Mm. always have like a type chart open yes i mean i'm people say oh you're the expert (laughs) i have that thing open 24 7 (laughs) there are like there's too many to remember it's yeah yeah no for me i've been getting a lot of them reversed but it's always the four purple pink ones that i forget so fairy psychic poison and um ghost. just like that that yeah ghost they all affect each other in some way but i always am just like which one beats which one because they're all like in the same color realm so once you I get outside the colors. card game i got nothing <laughs> 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 okay all right uh john wants to know if either of you made it to the end game that'd be mike and do you think it will continue to add value after the story is over so mike tell us about the end game is, is there enough meat on this bone yeah actually so there is the story kind of just keeps going as if it never stopped once the credits roll. Oh, wow. Um, and I think you have like maybe an hour more, maybe a little over an hour, maybe two hours of content afterwards. Um, and then you unlock one final thing that I actually haven't started. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler, The like the battle. Tower. Let me let me stop here. Right, right. Apparently, right. we spoil all dreams for Pokemon or for Nintendo listeners oh, everywhere. Right. We are Whatever the spoiler podcast <laughs> i mean if you are a pokemon fan then you'd already be playing right before listening to this i would hope that's yeah. true um but yeah it's it, it, there is value so once it's over there are still things to do good uh not crazy amount like it'll keep you there for days it's just the things that already existed the wild area those are the things that will keep you coming back but there is still value to continuing to play 
Cool. Blaze Knight writes in, he goes, the last time I played Pokemon Y, I felt so bogged down by the end of the game at the monotony of catching such a large number of Pokemon. Does the reduction in the overall number of Pokemon help alleviate the bloated feeling of previous titles? Hmm. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned before, you know, I kind of think that not adding so many numbers to the decks and instead just making those Galarian or Alolan types gives it a bit of flavor. You're not making a huge installment, but you are changing up some of the previous iterations that it doesn't seem as stale to me. Uh, but then again, I like, I like collecting them all. So the, the amount of Pokemon that are there, I'm going to get all of them anyway. And it, it, that doesn't bother me. Uh, I think you've got a lot of different Pokemon from all different generations in this game too. So you're going to see things from every region that we've seen previously. And, um, uh, if anything, I I don't know. If anything, I feel like seeing things from the Gen 7 uh, that we've just had. I'm just like, seriously, this one's in here? Because I, I just remember catching that, you know, last year. Um, I don't know. M- monotony. I, don't I mean, know. I've already I, I said my piece. Like, I don't, I don't catch them all. So I think yeah. my Pokedex right now is like around 70. And that's largely because I'm doing so many like surprise trades and stuff and then getting new folks yeah. just popping in. Um, but I also never felt that way playing the old games because of the way I play, you know, I catch the ones that I want and I level them up. And if I don't want to catch anything, I don't. So. Yeah. For this is the part of the, the whole controversy that I have a hard time grasping because this game has a ton of Pokemon. Yes. 400 is a ton of Pokemon. And if you look at past games, probably should have, double check but if you look at past games those the uh, the region dexes they're smaller they're like 300 pokemon they're 200 right. pokemon and in those games you're constantly running into the same pokemon yeah yes. i think in this one like that the squirrel greed band yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. you run into yeah. that one a lot and maybe the little fox one too but beyond that you really don't run into the same pokemon oh too yeah often. especially and in the wild areas yeah because the wild areas are broken yeah. into regions and they all swap out like with the different weather effects and weather stuff mm-hmm. so they're constantly being like recycled and you know there's something new to see every time you get there yep. yeah and if you think about like the the national decks that's been cut in go back to like sun and moon if you beat the game and get the national decks. Well, it's not like you're going to sit there and actually complete it. It's very almost impossible. I think it actually might be impossible to complete the full national decks. There are many Pokemon that you can only get from like transferring from diamond to black and white. And then this whole process. So even back then it was impossible to get every single Pokemon. So it sucks for people who want to bring old Pokemon back, but it, as it is, the 400 that we have, like that's more than enough. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, I agree completely. Yeah. I understand the, the controversy. Like yeah. Rebecca made a good point. She has all these ribbons on her uh, mm. her nine tails that she you know, wanted to keep accruing the ribbons on. So luckily, there's a Vulpix in there for her. So nine tails is in the game. But for those people that have you know gotten all these ribbons on all of these games prior, and they've just been porting it over and over and over again. Unfortunately, like the end of the road stops for, or is there for some yeah. of them. And I, and I understand the gripes in that regard, yeah. but gotta rip the bandaid off somewhere. Guys. Shortage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I fully expect that after this uproar, the national decks is back next. <laughs> I hope not. not. I really, uh, we've talked about it. We've, we've given, 
in light of all the stuff that's happened after this game has come out and review scores have happened, I honestly don't even want to give it too much air. Mm. But, I mean, we've talked about it. And just to say again, I like that they're doing this. I think it's a good move because I think it makes the Pokemon that are in the game slightly more special. And mm-hmm. instead of constantly being able to get everybody in every game, you may have to pick and choose and find go find the ones that you want. Um, you I know, you. I think that's a so, good thing. Quick question. Do you So, based on what you just said, do you think that it was an intentional decision not to bring the Pokemon and not so much like a resource time. I hope so. I hope that they're, they're finding a, like they're kind of, I would hope in my impression, I think they're doing a little spin here. I think Mm. that they've wanted to do this for some time and now they feel like they've got the, the the ammo to kind of push it through and they're, they're going to take their lump on the chin here and then like keep going forward. Because I have to imagine that if they do the next game, like a Sinnoh remake or the next like ultra sword, or whatever right right um i have to imagine that they are going to add more pokemon to like the the mix of 400 does i mean they will also remove like that's what i would would expect each game to add you know it's and i I think like your whole national decks thing is pokemon home like that's where Hmm. that will live and like once they get everything there that's where you will complete your national decks Every time a new game comes out, you get the right. new ones and you put them in your Pokemon home and you carry them around with you. And maybe they give you like a little mini game or a little experience something or a quest something you can do in that game. Um, but the, the Pokemon games themselves will be centered around a select group of Pokemon. At least that, I mean, that that's just been it, it the spin sense. I've been spinning. I don't know. The amount of vol- the, the volume of Pokemon just does not lend itself to bringing, it, we're almost to a thousand yeah, it's just unbelievable that I I don't imagine anybody would want to waste their time getting a thousand. Well, there definitely will be people game. that want to do that. Sure, <laughs> sure. There's always I, people I that want to do everything like that. But I'm one of those 100. You can't like, build those. You can't build a game for that. No, that's just not the that core market niche audience. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one more question. What is your biggest hope for the next Pokemon game that comes in from Atma? Um, I want to say that I, I hope that the, the visuals continue to improve. The performance continues to improve. This game plays, or I don't want to say plays, plays not the right word. It moves, you move your character around a lot like a 3DS game. It feels like a 3DS game, which is to say it feels like a Pokemon game. But I kind of was, kind of hope they get away from that. Like I, I was I was playing on the TV and it was something that I noticed. You, like you walk up right and you stand next to a person and you go to talk to them and they do like that awkward like turn where they both turn at each other. Mm-hmm. But there's no like movement or uh, the thing that I was making fun of. I made fun of during Sun and it's still kind of here though. They've made it slightly better. If you teach any of your Pokemon dig, they just like disappear aimlessly like sink into the ground like there's no digging motion or anything like that just make that a little more real like make the people like move you know not such a tile based like point and click thing but like get people moving around i'd like to see people you know more people actually moving around in the cities and stuff doing things shops open close all that different time of stuff that just make it a little more livable um to, to brighten up and liven up the world a little is kind of what i was hoping for yeah I, I would agree with that. I don't think it'll happen because that has been like my common complaint since that's Pokemon. When was the first 3D one? <laughs> X and Y, but um, bare bones. It that's what they do. I want to say it's yeah. bare bones, and at the same time, I, I realize that saying this is basically me saying I want the Pokemon game to be less Pokemon game. But I mean, I just think these would be improvements to the status quo. But you're right. This is what Pokemon is, and that's what it does. It's not like a limitation of the system or anything. It's just how they make these games. 
I I would have to agree with the the animations need to be better. There's just I saw the you know the Zacian Zamazenta thing where Zamazenta goes to turn and he's literally walking in place while he's turning and I'm like, guys. To be I'm- fair with that one, it's I think that's just very out of context. Not maybe not out of context. Just that one moment that's really sure. bad. And there are definitely other bad moments, but that's like the worst. And mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. really. The only sure. other time that happens with that. I, on the other hand, I'm extremely impressed with the amount of facial expression in your main character. That's good. As opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, Sun and Moon, where you'd, you'd have a very serious scene and they would show up like, <laughs> hey, what's up? Completely expressionless. Maybe uh, the main characters, the side characters still smile. <laughs> like, disaster's happening and they're, right. they're cool with it. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. um, let's see here. How are we doing on time? We're an hour. Mike, let me ask you a question. You got a heart out? Do I have to head out? No, not yet. Okay. All right. Let's cover some news stories then. So uh, this broke right as we were on air uh, last week. As soon as we clicked off, I was like, man, Shovel Knight King of Cards and Showdown releases December 10th. My Amiibo are finally coming. (laughs) I'm glad that you're excited for the Amiibo. People are excited about this game. You're like, Amiibo. Yes. I've had Uh, the three pack on pre-order since October of 2017. This is ridiculous. That's true. It's been so long. Um, this would have been a great way to answer the question last week about what to look forward to after Pokemon. You get some yeah. Shovel Knight stuff coming right around the corner. So that's really, really good. Um, Caroline, this one is really aimed at you. There are two subscription plans coming to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp November 21st. I'm sure the pricing details came out. I haven't updated my notes or I haven't looked up uh-huh. it since then. I haven't even followed this. Um, but yeah, there's two subscriptions. How do you, what do you think about subscription stuff coming to Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? Instead of doing the microtransactions, now you just pay them on a timer. I think the subscription stuff is probably going to lend itself to compatibility with New Horizons in some way. I think for the people that are really hardcore and they want that like compatibility or back and forth between Pocket Camp and the new game, I think that's what they're setting it up for. But it ain't for me, Chief. We did a good question. Do, do you, does it make you worry anything at all about Animal Crossing Horizons? Are you worried about them have some sort of DLC Dude. subscription plan? Heck no! Okay, mobile is king, right? They know what they know what they can do with a mobile game. They know that they can charge whatever they want for it, and people will, you know, especially the the Japanese are insane with mobile right now. It's just the amount of money that they spend on these kinds of games is unbelievable to me. Animal Crossing um, is the perfect game to release mobile yes, transactions. They're going to have yes. certain certain styles of lamps, certain styles of sidewalks, certain styles of boots, certain styles of patterns. you got to pay a nickel for all of them. Yep. Yeah, actually, I wrote about this today, the subscription plan stuff. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, it sounds all fine. I think it's it's a lot of like, oh, you don't have to wait as much or you don't right. have to you, do... You get extra data or something. Or maybe yeah. it's to help with increased server space who knows sure it's just i look at like mario kart tour for mm-hmm. example and it's admittedly i still play that and i hate myself for that but <laughs> it's it's such a like such a money grab it's horrible oh, that's why i, I had at, to stop everything uh, <laughs> i can't stop i'm not paying anything but it's, <laughs> yeah. i'm still there it's horrible uh, but with this one just based on the price and what it gives you it's not like you're losing anything essential it's your you're gaining stuff. You are gaining the ability to collect stuff while you're not there. It's it's I not see. a big deal. So it, it does not worry about does not worry me about uh, the Switch game at all. Okay, 
right. So this was the news story, and it's really not news. I just thought it was really, really cool, and I thought it'd be a great thing to talk about. All right. So eBay released some some of their sales data last week. VentureBeat wrote an article about it, and it's it's very interesting. Some of the stuff that they're doing. All right. The top five gaming systems and franchises, just video games that are sold on eBay for the last year: Nintendo Switch, Nintendo sixty four, huh. Super Mario, Xbox One, and Call of Duty. So in September, customers bought on average two Nintendo Switch and two Nintendo 64 consoles per minute. You know why the N64 consoles? It's because people are doing that HDMI modding. You remember when that Mm -hmm. came out last Mm -hmm. year? People are modding their their N64s. Their PR release, retro consoles are having a moment. N64 consoles have spiked 205% year over year, making them a unique gift for nostalgic millennials. Retrobeat speculates that the reason the N64 is striking popularity is that Nintendo has filled demand on NES and SNES collecting um, without with the classics line, but not the N64 classic that we were so hopeful for. So my question to the panel is, surely this must mean that Nintendo is missing out on a lot of revenue on an N64 classic. And they've got to see this, right, and be thinking about it? What do you think, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the case now, and I think that's the case... Before all this news, too, I mean, if they had released an N64 classic two or three years ago, it would do amazing. Like, it would do amazing now. Um, I think it also helps that the PlayStation Classic is a thing. I mean, be let it be what it is, but it exists. And yeah. the N64 con- counterpart is not there. So I could see people kind of gravitating towards the actual original hardware if that doesn't exist. So mm-hmm. this makes sense to me. But you, Caroline? I mean, I would get I would get an N sixty four classic regardless. Uh, I, yeah, they're missing out on revenue. God knows when we're going to actually have N sixty four games on the Switch since we have just gotten a handful of Super Nintendo games. I was gonna say, what makes them more money? N sixty four classic or N sixty four games added to Nintendo Switch Online? Probably the the classic itself. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, just because you've got people that are already paying for the online service, and how many people are actually going to be paying for online just for N64 games? I just wanted to mod it. I just want N64 Classic so I can mod it. That's all mod I want. It. I just want to put all the games on it and have an external hard drive. It's all I've I really just, ever wanted. <laughs> I, you know, I think that an N64 Classic is coming, but I don't. The, the, the time gap between NES and when it released in 2016. 17 2016 and then the super nintendo's original release and when it released in 2017 that was quite a distance apart you're only talking about i mean it's still quite a lot but you're only talking about 25 years for the n64 as opposed to over 30 years for the the latter two that's a good point so i think they need to let it age a little bit more before they bring out a baby yeah like a fine wine i I, I took them at face value when they answered their um, investors' calls about them. I think the Classics line were done at a time where they were coming off the Wii U. There was a logo that was in the the. the they needed a shot in the arm yeah. to raise yeah. to raise some revenue. So they, they, they kind of just, I don't want to call it a cash grab. It definitely wasn't that. But it was an easy, yeah. as low-hanging fruit. We can make a lot of money right now. Just put some ROMs out and do it. I think mm-hmm. they realized that they can't go to that well- too often yeah. without risking further, you know, p- potential for Nintendo Switch Online adopters, new Switch owners. Like, you know, like that, that's a thing that you can't, you can't just, you classic everything and then all of those 
retro enthusiasts, there's no reason for them to have a Switch. Yeah. So you want them to buy the more expensive Switch thing. So I don't think we'll have one anytime soon, but I really wish we did. <laughs> Why couldn't I, they have done this a few years earlier and gave us the N64? Wait, come out 96. Uh, give it till 2022. It'll be 25 years old. Well, and you, I know we talked about this at nauseum when all the rumors were running, but so me. much of that library is also like licensed stuff. Oh, you know, that's just a huge it. portion of it. It's, it's be harder to do that than the than the SNES. Stuff you have to get you can't from Microsoft. Yeah, <laughs> like that's. I don't think you can. Like that'd be very very difficult to get all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to really do. I mean, because there were the, the. I'm not sure if you saw it. I, I was watching a video last week. Do you know that really? there was a the remake game of Nintendo or of Goldeneye, like a completely fully remastered oh, yeah. Goldeneye yeah, 007 yeah. that couldn't get released because they couldn't get the licenses. Yeah. You know, so like, I just don't think that stuff is really but possible these also, days. People also don't realize that the majority of games on the the Switch were those, you know, third party games that you can't get, and there were only about two hundred titles released for the N sixty four. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. So expecting twenty to twenty five, like you had on this, That's tough. these Nintendo Super Nintendo ones, it's probably not going to happen. It's probably be closer to maybe fifteen tops. And in the time that we've talked about this. How many N64s have been sold? <laughs> two per Something minute. Something crazy. I have two bit. on my shelf over here. We have two. Um, that's going to do it for us this week over here on the Nintendo Shack. Mike, thanks so much for coming by, man. I, I really oh, like, yes, like, honored it. to have you come by. Let us in on your Pokemon talk. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to plug while you're here? No, I I think I've said everything. <laughs> Thank you for contacting me. This was so out of the blue. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like in the Pokemon zone. I will gladly yeah. talk about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very good. Caroline, is there anything you'd like to part with before we go? No. I'm going to see Frozen 2 tomorrow. So my Frozen. Yeah. I just am so excited. I'm so excited. I'd I'm like not to- streaming. I'd like to thank all the Shack listeners that submitted questions and heeded the call for our contest. And I can let you know that I put in the randomizer. Rich, you have won the Fire Emblem DLC expansion pass. I will reach out to you on Twitter with the code and let you claim that right away. Thank you, everybody. Um, I know we've got 17 questions here that remained unanswered, so we will work them in in shows to come week after week as we head through Thanksgiving and everything. Um, Keep playing Pokemon, all you Pokemaniacs. That'll uh, do it for us this week on the Nintendo Shack. See you next week. Bye.